Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 103 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of the April the 5th to April the 11th uh, week for Come Follow Me, covering Doctrine and Covenants 30 to 36. Um, I love this bit of the uh, the study which we have this week. In Doctrine and Covenants for Section 35, we meet two new individuals, uh, Sidney Rigdon and Edward Partridge. We'll talk more about Partridge uh, tomorrow, as there is another section which is directly uh, attributed to him in their section 36, which we'll get to. But let's have a look today at Sidney Rigdon. Uh, Sidney is a very important person uh, in terms of the church history. Um, he is often referred to as the spokesperson for the prophet as the years go on. Um, but his beginnings were in a very religious uh, background as well. But what I like about um, Sidney Rigdon's conversion is that this was actually seemingly an important part of what the Lord had in store for the four missionaries that we have spoken about already. Oliver Cowdery, Peter Whitmer Jr., Parley P. Pratt and Ziva Peterson set out from New York to preach to the American Indians in Missouri. Um, and we know from his historical records and from the records of this mission that on the face of it, it would seem quite a failure. Now, these men, when they got to the American Indians, they basically were not able to preach because the government officials who were controlling the people who could be around the Indians at that time basically sent them off, sent them away. And they were not actually able to preach to these American Indians. And so, you know, on the face of it, this mission that they were called to would seem to be a bit of a flop. But um, when they um, were on their way, um, they stopped in Ohio, um, and it was home to the former religious leader um, of Parley P. Pratt, which was Sidney Rigdon. Uh, and so they stopped off at Sidney Rigdon uh, and taught him what, what they'd come to know. Um, it says in Revelations in Context, quote, recognising his influence, Pratt and Cowdery called on Rigdon in October 20, uh, on, on, on October 28th. But his reaction to their message was not a positive one. He sceptically accepted a copy of the Book of Mormon and one congregant remembered that he partly condemned it. Nevertheless, he agreed to read it. The missionaries preached a sermon in Mentor, Ohio, to little effect and soon moved on to Kirtland and the Isaac Morley farm, arriving November the 2nd. Close quote. Um, so... Basically, to begin with, Sidney Rigdon, he's visited as these missionaries go on their way through to teach the American Indians. Uh, and he accepts the Book of Mormon to, to read it, but he basically condemns it uh, and doesn't seem to think there's any truth in it. Um, they then go on to another family that uh, Rigdon is um, affiliated with. Uh, and it says, quote, the next day, November the 4th, Rigdon came to Kirtland to perform a marriage and then joined the missionaries as they travelled the area preaching the message of the restored gospel. Seventeen more people were baptised the next day, and though Rigdon was not among them, within another day he had joined in the preaching, and according to one observer, was much affected and shedding tears at the meeting. By Sunday, November the 7th, the preaching drew a crowd so large that listeners spilled outside, and someone pulled boards off the building so the overflow crowd could hear. Parley P. Pratt taught from the Book of Mormon and then invited others to speak, an invitation Sidney Rigdon quickly accepted. Rigdon stood and quickly uh, Rigdon stood and announced that after the hearing the missionary's message, he should never try to preach again, 
and urged listeners not to contend against what they heard. Close quote. So he has become um, converted. He has listened to the message of the, of the restoration. He obviously has, he must have read the Book of Mormon to some degree at this point, And he listened to their message and he believed um, that, you know, this was the Christ church restored once again to the earth. Um, this, of course, was a big deal for Rigdon, because unlike the individuals that we've met so far, where their livelihoods were not based on their religion, Sidney Rigdon was a was a preacher. Uh, he was a preacher for the Campbellites. And so this change for him would not just be a big personal change, but it would also be a big change for his family and his career as well. Um, it says, quote, he decided to be baptized and discussed the matter with his wife, Phoebe, warning her how their lives might change if they obeyed the gospel. My dear, if you, if you have once followed me into poverty, are you again willing to do the same? She answered, I have weighed the matter. I have contemplated the circumstances in which we may be placed. I have counted the cost and I am perfectly satisfied to follow you. Yea, it is my desire to do the will of God, come life or come death, close quote. So this was obviously a big deal. Uh, and Sidney and Phoebe Rigdon were baptised in November 1830. Uh, Rigdon gave up preaching and worked on uh, Isaac Morley's farm, uh, but soon left for New York with anxiety to meet the prophet Joseph Smith. And he was also joined by Edward Partridge, who also um, wanted to find out more about the prophet. We'll talk a bit more about Edward Partridge's kind of belief at this stage uh, tomorrow when we talk about him in more detail. But Sidney uh, gets to uh, New York in early December 1830 and he desires to know what the Lord would have him do, as, as, as basically all the people who have spoken to the prophets over the last couple of months. Uh, and so he receives Doctrine and Covenants section 35. This is obviously <coughs> an important moment in the restoration of the, of the gospel because Rigdon was a very learned individual and along with Oliver Cowdery gave support uh, to the prophet Joseph Smith in, in being able to do the work that he was next called to do. Um, now, when we look at Doctrine and Covenants section 35, uh, there is a lot in here. Uh, and so I'm just going to pick out again some of the things which stick out to me because I would like to move on to Edward Partridge tomorrow. Near the beginning of the section in, section, in verse 3, it says, Behold, verily, verily, I say unto my servant Sidney, I have looked upon thee in thy works, and I have heard thy prayers, and prepared thee for a greater work. Thou art blessed, for thou shalt do great things. Behold, thou wast sent forth, even as John, to prepare the way before me, and before Elijah which should come, and thou, and thou knewest it not. Um, here the Lord is saying to Sidney Rigdon, Look, what you've been doing so far has been wonderful. Here has been good work, but I've been preparing you for this greater work. You have been preparing the way as John the Baptist did, uh, and as Elijah, uh, and before Elijah, which should come, and now, and you didn't know it, and now the time has come for you to do this greater work. Um, I wonder how many of us, you know, are doing things today um, that the Lord has asked us to do, not knowing the greater things that the Lord has in store for us. That if we will do the things that we're called to do, as Sidney Rigdon did, because you know he was doing a good work, and he obviously felt prompted to go into preaching and to teach the people of Christ. Um, do we, like Sydney, have something greater on the horizon for us that we cannot comprehend? Um, Gerald Corsay, in speaking to um, the Arano priesthood uh, holders, um, talked about their role to prepare the way. Uh, he said, quote, you are doing this in many different ways. You administer the ordinances of, the, of baptism and of the sacrament. 
You help prepare a people for the Lord by preaching the gospel, by visiting the house of each member and watching over the church. You provide assistance to the poor and needy by collecting fast offerings, and you participate in taking care of church meeting houses and other temporal resources. Your role is important, needful, and sacred. Just because we might feel like we want to do a greater work the Lord has in store for us, though, as as I mentioned that he may well do, and he probably does have for us, that doesn't take away the importance of doing the work that we've been given today. As uh, as Gerald Corsay said, um, we have a, a responsibility, no matter what our role in the church is, whether we are, whether it's in relation to a priesthood office or whether it's in relation to a calling that we have or uh, we're ministering brothers or sisters or whatever it is, or even parents, um, we have roles that we have now to fulfill. And until the Lord calls us to others, uh, and opens our vision further, uh, he expects us and desires us to do what we can where we stand now. Uh, and I think that this is a, a wonderful blessing and and opportunity we have uh, to be able to uh, to work and to uh, to and to gather Israel and to do His work today. Um, there's there's a much more here, but again, it's it's kind of talking about how there is a vision in place that you know that the the work will go forward. And that Joseph Smith holds the keys uh, for the mysteries. Um, and I think that's important as well. In fact, I'll just finish with this. Uh, it says in verses 17, 18 and 19, And I have sent forth the fullness of my gospel by the hand of my servant Joseph, and in weakness I have blessed him. And I have given unto him the keys of the mystery of those things which have been sealed, of um, even things which are from the foundation of the world, and the things which shall come forth from this time until the time of my coming. If he abide in me, and if not, another I will plant in his stead. Wherefore, watch over him, that his faith fail not, and it shall be given by the comfort of the Holy Ghost that, that knoweth all things. A lovely uh, invitation to Sidney Rigdon to watch over Joseph, to take care of him, uh, and to, to support him so his faith fails not. Um, I think it's a wonderfully humili- uh, uh, humbling thing um, for the prophet to speak. Because obviously he is speaking this revelation, um, but he was obviously allowing the Lord to speak through him perfectly so that Sidney can receive this blessing uh, and this direction to comfort and strengthen Joseph in the times where he requires it. Uh, and so we have Sidney Rigdon now uh, within the church as well. And tomorrow we'll conclude with looking at Edward Partridge and then we'll look back and think, wow, how we've met so many great individuals within one week. I'm still not sure how we've quite done it, but we've done it nonetheless. Thank you very much for listening today. Please do continue to listen and subscribe and share the podcast. And until we meet again.